Hello guys and welcome to episode number 11. As you guys can see from the title today, we are going to be talking about people pleasers. Now I got this idea from my amazing guest I have on today, Miss Julie Scott. Julie is a life coach, an author, speaker, and the founder of her own coaching business called It's About Time Baby. She currently lives in Coachella Valley in Southern California, and she also holds her signature coaching workshop there called Claim Your Unlived Life each month. She also offers group coaching as well as one-on-one coaching services. She shared with me that as a recovering people pleaser herself, she became addicted to helping selfless, overwhelmed people pleasers radiate anew with energy, confidence, and the strength that they need to finally do what they want and feel good about it. So she also published her book as well. It's called This Time It's About You in October of 2019, where she shares her own journey of waking up in her 40s to a lukewarm life and an overwhelming feeling of, is this all there is? She took a magnifying glass to her life to identify old limiting beliefs of, no, I can't, and ended up changing that view to, yes, I can, beliefs. And she's also a huge huge on embracing the aging process as well with optimism, vitality, excitement, and a can-do attitude. To help her celebrate turning 50, she entered her first ever bikini competition, and that was her way of giving turning 50 the proverbial finger. Then at 51, she entered a second competition, this time taking home first place in her whole division. So if you guys want to get in contact with Julie and grab her book, you can reach out to her on her website, www.itsabouttimebaby.com. So without further ado, we're going to introduce Miss Julie Scott to this show. Hello. Hello. Hey, Paris. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for doing this today. Oh my God, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm so looking forward to our chat. Yes. Okay, so let's just get right into it. So question number one that I have for you is, Why is it so important to talk about people-pleasing? Oh, because it's absolutely rampant. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I mean, I think everybody, whether they want to admit it or not, is doing a fair amount of people-pleasing in their life. Um, and, And like myself, most people are not even aware that they're doing it. I mean, I think that, you know, it's really a very sneaky thing that gets into every relationship in your life, whether it be work, personal, family, what have you, it, it's absolutely everywhere. And I find it, it comes up with every single one of my clients too. Wow. Yeah. I know, especially from talking with you yesterday, it seems like a huge, huge topic that affects so many people and a lot of different people, but they don't really notice it until, yeah. you know, like later on and things like that. So how do you know if you're a people pleaser or how do you define um, a pleaser and what are some of the red flags to noticing if you are like that or if someone else is like that or what what would you say about that? Well, I mean, first of all, I think that the key to to any anything, you know, discovering anything in your life is to first get some awareness around it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, if someone says, you know, hey, I think you're a people pleaser, you know, most people are like, no, I'm not. You know, no, I'm yeah. not. It's like, well, you have to keep an open mind about it because it's not a dirty word. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an opportunity to, you know, get curious about something that may be holding you back from maybe accomplishing things that you want in your life. But mm-hmm. um, I actually created a little quiz around it so that you know if you if you do go to my website uh 
slash quiz, you can take the quiz. It mm-hmm. does it does ask you for your email. So full disclosure, <laughs> it does ask you for your email, but you do get a freebie if you want it. Um, my people pleasers anonymous. But anyways, uh, I think that it's little things like because um, I, I mean, I think at the heart of being a people pleaser is you're pretending, right? Yeah, you're you're pretending to be or like, or want something to please another person or to be accepted or to get love or attention or what have you. And I know that I mentioned to you yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, how I recognize we all become people pleasers, but we can get to that later. But I yeah. think, I think that, um, I think some of the red flags is, like I said, number one, you pretend or you agree, you know, you're a yes person, you know, you agree with people all the time. You don't really have an opinion of your own. Um, you feel responsible for how other people feel. You take on their feelings like, like they're yours, right? Um, you apologize a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, apologizing for the way you feel, the way you are. I mean, and that's just not, it's just not necessary in life to keep apologizing for things or excessively blaming yourself, you know, because you fear mm-hmm. that people are blaming you, right? Um, or you feel overwhelmed by all the things that you have to do. And that's usually because you say yes all the time, taking mm-hmm. on, taking on this and that. Um, yeah, obviously you can't say no, <laughs> you know, you don't, you avoid yeah. confrontation. Like it's your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want to be, you don't want to upset the apple cart. You don't want to be the, you know, the, the, the nasty person you want to be a good person. So that's really where it comes from. It's like, I want to be nice. Um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're looking for outside validation. You know, you need praise to feel good about yourself. You know, that's, yeah. you know, that's a lot of times what drives people to, to saying yes is so that they can prove to other people how, you know, good of a wife they are, how good of a partner they are, how good of a worker they are by taking on it more and more and more and more when they know they're already tapped out. Mm-hmm. So that's another way. Yeah, I know you mentioned to me too, like we were talking about this and you said it has to do with acceptance. Like that's really what at the core of when you think about, you know, why is someone a people pleaser? They want to be accepted. They want to be liked. They want love. So when, when you're kind of trying to think about where it comes from, do you think it like, if it's ta- when it, when you're thinking about acceptance, do you think um, someone who is a people pleaser, do you think they've been that way their whole life? Or do you think, well, um, and as I think I, when we talked yesterday, I, I recognize that this is actually something that I think is taught, mm-hmm. taught to yeah. us, you know, unbeknownst by our parents and elders and whoever is taking care of the kids as they grow up. Right. Um, it could be any adult figure or a authoritative figure, like a teacher or a counselor or whatever. It's like, you are asked a lot of times when you're a kid to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. Right. Like for me, it was eating lima beans. Oh my God. My aunt made me eat as many as how many years I was old until I was 10. And then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Cause I would like swallow a lima bean with a big gulp of milk. It's the only way old. Oh, I would God. swallow it whole. <laughs> But I mean, that's obviously something that's not that harmful, but I mean, you know, doing things that you don't want to do, whether it's, you know, that's why so many kids are bored with schoolwork, you know, but they do it anyways. And I think that what we're teaching kids, and I'm not, I just want to preface this by saying, I don't blame 
any parents for, you know, how they're raising their kids. I mean, I know it's not easy to be a parent. There's no book that tells you exactly what to do. Um, but, you know, a lot of times we're, uh, parents are working off of what they were taught, right, by their parents. And yeah. so there's generations and generations of people pleasers because, you know, you're told to do something that you probably don't want to do, but you acquiesce, you do it, right? Because either you know you're going to be punished, right? Um, or, you know, you just have to do it to fit in or be accepted, like you said. And so let's say you do it. And then what happens after that is you get praise, you get love, you get to belong. I mean, it's like at the core of us to do things to belong to the tribe, right? So it's like, it's, it's so deep, you know? And then like the feeling of saying, like when you say no to something and then you're like afraid that they might you know, people won't like you, they won't want to talk to you, be around you or just whatever. Like, wh where do you think that fear comes from? Um, and someone who's a people pleaser would saying no, like, what do you think they're afraid of? Um, well, I think it's different for everyone. But I, I really think a lot of it has to do with, again, they're looking for that outside validation, because, you know, they don't value themselves, right? So the only way they know how to be valuable is by what they can do for others, because they're not, they don't consider themselves valuable or worthy, just mm -hmm. just by being themselves, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, a people pleaser is not ever really being themselves. They're not ever really being authentic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I know we talked about this too and how, you know, so, so, so if someone is like that and they're just like that for so long, what, what do you think, um, what do you think's bad about it? Like, what do you think makes being a people pleaser or, or could make it a bad thing or a negative? Yeah. Thing? Like, I think that's, I think that's not, you don't really ever know who you are if you're constantly morphing into a different version of yourself based on whoever's in the room right it's like yeah who, I mean I, that's that's hugely damaging to your <laughs> you psychologically to never really truly be yourself yeah like you never really know what you want as a person right. or what you need to do because you're so used to doing what you know doing what other people tell you to do doing how, what you've been told to do that you just don't really you don't really know yourself well, and it's also I mean I see and I did it myself it's like I got into a marriage mm -hmm. ba yeah. based on some, playing a part or a role in my life of somebody who I really wasn't and I didn't even know that I was yeah. doing it and it wasn't until you know my marriage fell apart and I was like what what's going on? I mean I, yeah. I realized that I was not ever really showing up as the real Julie Scott or the real person that I am based on what I wanted. I, I think that's the other problem. I never really asked myself what I wanted, what, so, you know. So like if someone, so if someone wants to stop doing that, cause I know you were telling me about how you didn't really notice this until, you know, when you were married and then you weren't happy in your marriage and then you moved on from that and you ch made changes to that. So what, what did you do or like, what would you recommend to somebody who wants to stop being that way? Oh, there's so many things right. to do. I mean, well, I think first of all, um, the very first step, like I said in the beginning to, to making any change in your life is you've got to be honest with yourself that, that, that mm -hmm. this is something that's coming up over and over and getting aware 
where it's showing up in your life. You know, it's like you just start、mm-hmm. saying, if I were a people pleaser, then, you know, where would this be showing up? And then, like I said, getting curious without judgment, just like becoming a detective in your own life. It's like, okay, how is this affecting my family life? You know, how is this affecting my relationships? How, you know, and where am I not being honest with myself? I think that that's the first step. It's like, okay, I've got a problem with this. This is something that I want to change, right? And then just taking little baby steps towards the goal of, you know, it's a lot of, because I think a lot of people pleasers don't have a lot of confidence. They, they certainly、mm-hmm. don't have a lot of energy because they're so busy pleasing everyone around them and doing everything for everyone except for themselves. So they're、mm-hmm. exhausted. So it's like, it's about, you know, setting little micro boundaries one at a time because. Whenever I start working with a new client and start talking about how they can get out of this whole people pleaser hamster wheel of a life <laughs> that they're in,、yeah. um, they're like, but you know. They're going to be upset. It's like, yes. You see, they don't want the confrontation, right? But it's like you have to be willing to take little baby steps. It's like pick the person in your life who is. The least scary for you to be able to set a new boundary with. Let's just say it's one of your friends. And you know, using an example that we talked about、mm-hmm. before, you know, they ask you if you want to go out and you're tired. And they, they really want to go out and you really don't want to go out. Normally、yeah. you say yes because you just go along and you end up being even more exhausted because you said yes, right? So this person, you finally say, you know what? I really don't feel like I have the energy to go out tonight. No. And then yeah, they're going to come、yeah. back with the same thing they always do. Oh, come on, you're such a drag. Come on, come out, come out, come out. But it's like, you know what? I'm really honoring my body and my own energy、mm-hmm. tonight. And I, I know you'll understand that I need to say no. So thank you. And then just let it go. You know, and it's like, I think we, we all down the line, I mean, I think we all start getting out of our people pleaser. Is to say no. And that's a complete sentence. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't don't flip the switch like no. I mean, although I have to say that for myself, waking up in my life and realizing that I had allowed myself to be a doormat for so many years, it creates a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness、yeah. that, you know, that you kind of stuff. You don't even realize that you feel like that, but you walk around this underlying, you know, anger just. Bubbling underneath the surface. So for me, when I、yeah. finally said no, it came in the form of me leaving my husband. So, I mean, that's the extreme of how to say no with a very yeah. decisive. Yeah, because I know we you know, talked about these yesterday. Like, middle finger. To, you know, <laughs> you so know. if you are a people pleaser and you're always saying yes to people and things like that, but then, you know, we talked about realizing it kind of helps you see. Who your real friends are and who really truly does care about you. Because if you, you know, if you start to want to like say no to things and you don't want to do things, then people who, you know, really care and actually support you, they would understand, you know? Like if you said, no, you know, I don't want to do this or I don't feel like going or whatever, whatever the answer is, you know, if you don't want to do something,、um, that they wouldn't be so upset with you, right? So that's another thing we talked about too is like when, you know, especially、yep. like with somebody who, because I, I know we both, both of us too, have talked about how we both struggled with this, like people pleasing and saying yes and doing that. And if 
it is it is hard you know when you try to move away from that so much it's not easy but I feel yeah well and it's 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 a process of because you know the thing is is that every day of our lives we train the people around us how to treat us based on how we treat ourselves right so if you don't you know love or respect or validate or care about yourself then there are a lot of people out there in the world that are takers right and they recognize that and they glom on and you know you yeah. call it narcissist with a codependent i mean those two go together really well um you know so it's like you you just really have to it, i mean when you start making the shift to get yourself out of the people pleasing you you decide you want to start mm-hmm. making changes in your life to take back some of your power which is really what you're doing you know, take back some of your power, you're going to start recognizing the takers in your life. And some mm-hmm. relationships will fall away because of the changes that you make. Um, and, and that's just part of life. You know, people are, you know, the whole, I hate to use cliches, but it's such a good one. It's like people are in your life for reasons and seasons, right? I mean, and the season of people pleasing is over and as you step into this stronger more powerful version of yourself the people who are used to you being weak and and down are gonna are are not going to be able to survive in a relationship with you you know as long as you're staying true to yourself so it's it's absolutely one of the most beautiful things though to watch somebody blossom in in their life and take back you know, some of that power and, and realize their own value. I mean, it's absolutely why I love what I do. I mean, it's like, I feel, I, I look at it like if I, I really believe this, if, if every person would just, you know, work on themselves, take care of themselves. I mean, we literally change the world. I mean, like you were mentioning too, like when, when you work with people who are like this and then when you get to see them change and actually you know, start to see that, you know, they do have value and they do, um, you know, they do add things to other people's lives because maybe they don't, I know we talked about how they don't feel that way, you know, like what they don't see that in themselves, but then, you know, when you're working with them Mm -hmm. and you're, you're noticing that right, and seeing them, you know, take back the power that they were so used to just giving everyone else everything and not, you know, yeah well yeah because that i i see this a lot i mean it it isn't just you know something that women suffer from men suffer from it as well but i see it a lot more in women because i think that as the nurturers right you know we're the ones that are having the children we're you know taking care of the kids a lot you know and and i think that women just become yeah. accustomed to being the one that gives, 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 gives. And that's another characteristic of a pleaser. It's like, you know, you, they, they, they feel like they need to help. And then they, of course, are looking for that to be reciprocated from whoever yeah. they're giving the help to. And then when they don't get it, they get resentful. Right. But at the same time, mm-hmm. being a, a big giver, they're, they're terrible at receiving. I mean, they cannot, they can't, they won't ask for help. They won't receive help. And, and so, you know, they create yep. their own <laughs> craziness in their life by uh, overgiving, never receiving. And it's just a cycle. And 
you know, just, I think that's another thing that, that I help people recognize. It's like, it's okay to receive. And here's, here's the, it's interesting. The best way I can get them to do it. <laughs> I have to kind of trick them into doing it. Unfortunately, it's like, you know how good it feels to give, you know, yeah. it just feels so good to give, you know, when you're really giving from your heart, like give, you know, giving from that place where you want to give rather than yeah. you feel like you need to give. It's like you want to give. I mean, there's nothing better than feeling like you're giving, right? It's like, let allow other people to have that yeah. feeling, you know, Al- let them give to you so that they can feel that wonderful thing. Cause that's the thing that I get a lot of pushback. It's like, well, I love giving. It's this like, is why I, I get thought it. this so was I such can... a good topic because when you, when you were talking to me and you brought this up, I was like sitting there and I'm just like, this is something that I've done for a long time and then you said this has affected you for a long time and I know this affects so many other people and they it's almost like everybody is aware you know some people are aware that they're people pleasers and they they know they are um but I don't know if everyone's aware of you know the way that it can affect you eventually you know if you keep if you keep doing that and you're not really you know like you said before you're neglecting yourself because you might be giving and like doing so much and you know, for other people all the time, but then, you know, maybe the people that you are surrounding yourself with don't, they don't like, they wouldn't like you if you weren't a people pleaser. Well, yeah, that's the story that we tell ourselves, right? I mean, that's, that's what we've told ourselves that if we stop doing what we're doing, we're going to lose everything. And that could be, you know, your, your partner, your spouse, your job, Right. And it's, that's how I can see how, and I, I felt it myself. It's like, you can be paralyzed with fear of what if, what if, what if, and it's like, I mean, you really have to kind of detach from, cause I mean, that's just a story in your head. You don't really know that it's true. You don't really have any evidence in your life to prove that it's true to you because you've never really said no or stood up for yourself or said what you wanted. Right. So it's like, we all have this story in our minds that we spin around what will happen if we change (laughs) right and it's just not true (laughs) you know I mean it's just like I I have a great example of I mean because I still suffer from people pleasing without a doubt but I'm just getting way better at recognizing it and doing something different you know as much as I possibly can but just as recent as you know something that came up uh I mean I've had more even more recent than this, mm-hmm. but one that just comes to mind was when I was writing my book, right? I was writing my book um, at the tail end of last year. I, well, actually earlier last year <clears throat> and my partner, he actually lives uh, a couple hours away from me during the week. So Monday through Thursday, he's in Los Angeles. And on the weekends, he would come mm-hmm. and stay at home with me in Palm Springs area. Right. <clears throat> and so at the time I was still working at another job while I was writing the book, especially in the early stages. And so I had my 40 hour work week and I was writing in the evenings and writing on the weekends. And so I would do most of my writing on the weekends because obviously I didn't have my job that I had to deal with. So I had more time to focus and more energy. So during the weekends when I was Mm -hmm. dedicating like four to six hours, I was feeling so bad (laughs) about not spending time with my partner. Right. And when I finally got the nerve up to say, you know, I'm really sorry that I've got to do all this writing, but it's the only way I'm going to get my book finished. And he's like, that's okay. 
I mean, it didn't even bother him. It's like, the, you yeah. know, I, I had this whole story in my mind about how angry he was and how <laughs> he wasn't talking to me yeah. it's because he's angry. It's like, he was just giving me my space. Yeah. It's like, hello. I mean, I mean <laughs> but it's like, I had it. I turned it into this monstrous story about what a terrible That's so funny because I literally heard the same thing that you just said, like with, you know, how you needed more time to do this and you thought he would be so mad at you because you weren't spending time with him. And I've had, you know, so many people tell me a similar Mm -hmm. thing. Like they're like, oh no, I'm not being, I I can't see my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, because I'm doing this and now they're going to be so mad at me. And then they'll tell me, you know, oh, I told them I couldn't come. And then they were just like, oh, it's fine. You know? Like it's okay. So, cause I, it's, it's such a, and even with me too, like I, I can still be like that sometimes. So it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it. yeah. I mean, I just, I, you know, and it's funny. It's like, even with little everyday things, like I just was talking to a, a, a woman I used to work with and she was telling me a story about, uh, you know, before yeah. the, you know, when, when everyone yeah. was still going to work. Uh, before these days uh but she she had gone she had gone into the coffee break room to get a cup of coffee and was talking to a co-worker and they were having a casual conversation and she said something to this woman and the woman kind of made a f- strange face oh. and then excused herself from the coffee room and left and and my friend was like oh my god you know what did i say you know what what did i say you know how um, you know, was I not, would I say something out of yeah. line? And she, and she was telling me about how she thought about this all the whole rest of the day, you know, driving home. She sent this woman a text message saying, you know, I'm really mm-hmm. sorry. I hope I didn't upset you. Didn't hear anything back. Right. So she went to bed, you know, after she brushed her teeth, she's thinking about, she goes to bed, oh. wakes up in the morning and she's decided, you know, the heck with her. If she's upset about that, I don't know what's her problem. So she's decided she's going to avoid her. And I'm like, what are you doing? Turns out she goes to work the next day and talks with this woman. And the woman's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't return your text message. I've been going through some personal things lately and I just haven't been myself. So I'm really sorry. And it's like all of that energy that she wasted worrying about what that comment set you know meant to that woman and just trying to yeah manage that person's emotions when they weren't even hers yes like ah you know we just we drive ourselves crazy thinking that especially as yeah. a pleaser thinking oh. that we are responsible for how someone else feels That's and we're so all true like for our the own fe- like feeling. what you just said Period. like the feeling of thinking that we're responsible for other people's feelings is as if we can control how they how they feel because it's, it's so true. Like what you were saying, we have these stories that we tell ourselves in our head of, okay, maybe this person's upset or maybe this person's not happy with me. And maybe I said something wrong. Maybe I didn't do this or that. And it, 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 in reality, it's, com- it's something completely different. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that really is a form of people yeah. pleasing. And see, that's why I said it earlier. It's sneaky, you know, it, it gets, and because, you know, you start changing and contorting and, you know, doing whatever you need to do to try and make this other person yeah. feel better. It's like, you're yeah. not that powerful. <laughs> That's not up to you. Mm-hmm. You, know? you can't make anyone feel anyway. Yeah. That's a hard one, I think, to get your head around because we say it all the time. You hear it in conversation. Yeah. He made me feel or she made me feel. It's like, mm-hmm. really? Are you going to give that person all of your power? They made you feel that way. I mean, there's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, 
especially when it's something that that is said in in the real world and society all the time you know somebody made me they made me do it or they made me feel yeah. this way you can't make anybody see that's like do the biggest thing anything. this is like when i oh my yeah. gosh i love this because um you know it's like it's just it's affected me and then it, it affects so many people but then we I never even really thought about it like that until I was talking to you about this. I was like, okay, I was, cause I'm, I always thought, you know, I, oh, I know what a people pleaser is. I know how they, how they act, how they want to make everyone happy, how they, you know, want to say yes to things, how they want to, you know, basically take care of everybody else and make sure everybody else is good. But then I never thought about it from like the, just, I never thought mm-hmm. about it in how you can control someone else's energy and you want them to feel this way. And you think that, um, you can influence that. And if you're not, then you're not doing something right or you're messed up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're to blame. I thought about it that way. And it's just like, because it's, there's so many things that, you know, and there's so many levels too, just like like what we do and how we interact with people. And just, I mean, or even like what, what we expect from ourselves, you know, and kind of measuring that with other people like oh I expect you know if you have an expectation for yourself of how you act you shouldn't you know expect everybody to be the same as you but I feel like some people have a really hard time with that you know when you know you're meeting new people and you're around you know maybe you're at a new job maybe you're you know living in a new place and you're around all these different personalities but you're expecting people you know to act the way that you act but they're so it's like and then you're stuck with, you know, mm-hmm. trying to still make them happy and still, you know, make sure everyone likes you. And at the end of the day, what, you know, the biggest thing that you said that really kind of like makes this topic just stick with me is the fact that it's all for acceptance. You know, every, everything we're doing, you know, when we are trying to yeah. uh, be a people pleaser is to be accepted, to be in some way, whether it's like you want love, whether you want, you know, praise whether you want you know just an acknowledgement or whatever it is you just want ex- to see that that you're yeah. accepted mm-hmm. yeah yeah that you're good enough but you're enough that you're worthy that you're yeah I mean totally it's it's you're right it has so many levels and layers and like I said it's uh, it's it can be really subtle it can be really blatant but I'll tell you, it's one of those things that once you get good at recognizing where it pops up as, you know, in, in areas of your life and the patterns that you follow and the role that you play when you're falling into it and you can stop yourself and pull yourself out of it, I'm telling you, it absolutely changes your entire life. I mean, you, you're you able to actually redirect your energy to focus on the things that you want and you can get so much more done in your own life towards your own goals and dreams. I mean, I don't even think I even allowed myself to even think about goals or dreams for my life. Yeah. I was just kind of like taking whatever came next because I was just yeah. like so caught up in everybody else's stuff. And you know, and I will and I finally woke <laughs> up like when I was like 40 and I'm like, "Whoa. Where where yeah. did my life go?" And this kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was really an eye-opener, but man, what a what a difference it makes and that's why I'm so passionate about it yeah. because I I really I'm a, I'm on a mission well, to set, well, you know, I'm people so free you, one at a time know, as much as I can. conversation with me because I feel like this is you know, this definitely changed my view on what I thought it was. And it just expanded it so much more because there was so much that I wasn't even, you know, really aware of before, 
you know, we had this whole conversation, but, you know, I just really wanted to like, thank you for coming on today. And, and for everyone who's listening, you guys, you guys need to go check her out on her website. So it's, it's www.itsaboutimebaby.com and order her book. She wrote a book called this time. It's about you. And I have to get my copy because I need to read your story because I'm like, I don't know. I'm just oh. I'm so happy that you came on today. I'm so happy too. And I'm really, well, we will. So, all right, guys, well, more. thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. And, um, once again, we had Miss Julie Scott on today and she is amazing and incredible. And I'm so happy she came on to talk about this because it's a really important topic that not everyone knows about. So, so yeah. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will be talking with you later, Julie. All right. All right. Bye.